one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. A lot can happen in the next three years, like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at uh1.com. And welcome to the Smackdown Preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dudley Boys, Michael Sidgwick from What Culture, to look ahead to tonight's episode of Friday Night Smackdown. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only review Smackdown, but also Monday Night Raw, NXT 2.0, AW Dynamite, AW Rampage, pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete with a bunch quiz, of course, on wrestle culture. As I said, though, joined by Sidgwick's look ahead to SmackDown tonight, a show dominated by one major match. All the titles on the line, the Raw and the SmackDown tag team titles, getting unified this evening between the Usos and RK Bro. Or are they? Well, we are. We enjoy playing games on these WWE preview podcasts in lieu of any content to actually preview. There is one major match. Um, that is scheduled on the docket for tonight's show. But the question is, is there going to be a finish? That's the that's that's the game. Is there going to be a finish? Now, the best thing about this is, like, it's we're so far removed at this point from, like, anything mattering, like, plot development, character development, like, major jumps. Like, WWE is just a WWE thing. That it is. And some things happen... After three months of the same thing happening for three months, and that's about all you're going to get. So you're not um, previewing this, analyzing it from the perspective of, oh, I'm really interested in what this character's doing or where this storyline's going. It's such a corny operation masquerading as a publicly traded company (laughs) that you can only really ask, is there going to be a finish? And you can only approach it not from the creative side, not from what gets you fired up or whatever. You have to do it from cynical WWE brain strategy. Mm. So in order to do that, is there going to be a finish? Maybe, but maybe not. Mm. Is what is it? We two and a half weeks effectively, two and a bit weeks away from Hell in a Cell. Yes, which has at the moment I think two matches on it. What are they? Cody and Seth in the cell, and Asuka and uh, Bianca. Of course, Bella. of course. How could I forget that match? Um, so there's two schools of thought that we can attack this from. Firstly, is that do they actually want to unify the titles? And you know what, WWE fans, some some <laughs> WWE fans <laughs> are like, they'll think. Looks like a damn good match. And then they'll think, oh, I'm going to watch this match, and then I'll got me again. (laughs) (laughs) They will 
in theory, do a better number than that which they've been doing of late. Obviously, NBA playoff season has impacted viewership across them, the two majors in North America. So the question is, right, are they doing this match with the idea being that, look, we are... Fox aren't particularly happy with the ratings. We've tried to explain from our POV that, look, the, we're getting absolutely bitched by the NBA. Yeah. It's all going to be fine. This happens every single year. Look at all this data. and um, We're just going to spin the wheels a little bit. Um, hold tight. As soon as the, the last basketball goes in, <laughs> the rings won, whatever, it'll all be fine. Or are they under kind of orders from Fox or internal pressure to deliver a rating, hence why this match exists, so maybe you'll get a finish on that basis. Mm-hmm. The cynical part of me thinks, you know what? They know how all of this goes. Network TV execs aren't dummies. They kind of know that it'll all be fine. Um, don't worry about it too much yet. If the pattern maintains itself after the NBA playoffs, then we've got a problem. But for now, it probably isn't. So are they going to say, right, okay, well, we can have... Actually, we've got this little trick, Fox. We can... Uh, have cake and eat it as well. Yeah, we can actually promise a great match, a momentous match, the first time the tag team titles have been unified in however many mm. years. But the trick is, we don't actually have to deliver it. Yeah, <laughs> you see where I'm going with this? And they're, and they're like <laughs> high fives across it. Yeah, nothing's gonna happen. Boom. Um, or are they thinking, ah, it's just the NBA playoffs? Um, could do with, uh, it would be nice to get a better rating than last week, so let's just pretend it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Or there's a third option, Wilborn. Are they going to follow through on their promise to unify the titles because they've realized, you know what, pissed around a bit, didn't we, during WrestleMania Backlash season where we said we're going to give you one thing. Um, we actually delivered another, snuck it in the door, in the, <laughs> in the car flap last minute. We feel really bad about this. Shouldn't have done that to our loyal, faithful WWE universe without whom none of this exists. Yeah? Um, <laughs> so here's the match. I'm leaning towards a non-finish and it happening at Hell in a Cell instead. Or, or this, this is my prediction. I think you're about to hit. You'll actually get a finish, but they'll run it back there in Hell in a Cell. That's my pick. Why not both? Why not promise and deliver? And then just just do it again. And Honestly, anyway. this company never stops delivering, man. This company never stops delivering. Um, look, there's obvious cynicism driving this particular chat. Quality of the Informed match. Informed by 20 years of this bollocks. Yeah, of course, of course. Quality of the match, I don't think it's under dispute. Um, oh. I think the Usos could really do with having an absolute landmark, unqualified banger tag team match because not that people on either side of the Bucks versus Usos debate are going Usos to change... Yeah, 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 yeah sure, man. <laughs> are going to change their minds either way. But at the minute, I feel like the Usos... I don't want their legacy to be blindly defended by e-drones who are gotten to because the Young Bucks were over enough at a cult level to create competition about which e-drones are gotten to. I'm a little bit nicer than that these days. I don't want the Usos' legacy to be tarnished by defensiveness on either side of the debate. I'd rather, because increasingly they feel like a team whose legacy is propped up by people desperate to think it's better than it is because the Young Bucks exist. And yeah. it's just such a not particularly nice way of going about it. I would just like this match to be great. One, because I have to watch it. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> two, because you'd like to think that nihilism isn't the way through life. 
Obviously, you watch WWE, which makes it difficult. And just, they need one. I think they need one. Reasonable people who have a reasonable assessment of both teams' legacy, who want to enjoy both, if remotely possible. My issue is that if they do run a back at Hell in a Cell, a recent WWE secret trick that they like to pull is because it helps content. And think of the Usos' entrance and the 10 minutes that will add on, (laughs) is they've taken... I think Charlotte Flair versus Bianca Belair was the most infamously hallway example of this. 22 minutes, and then Charlotte just decided to get disqualified because Mm -hmm. she was in danger of losing the title. This could go 20 minutes and have no finish. That would piss me off more than a compact 12-minute banger going to no finish because at least there's a TV quality to that duration where you think, right, okay, they've done their thing, I'll moan about the thing, but at least it's the tacit implication of they'll run it back and they'll try and go for an epic length at pay-per-view and make it feel like a premium live event-worthy match. 20-minute DQ would be the worst-case scenario. I'd really be furious if they did that. I think you're right. I think we're going to get a finish. I think we are going to get new unified champions. Spoiler, I think it's going to be the Usos, despite the fact I completely agree. In terms of who's the best tag team in WWE, there's no question right now. It's RK Bro. Like they've been the best tag team this year. They've been in some amazing, you know, yeah, triple threats. Genuinely, they've like been that. in some great matches. Uh, and I do hope that they don't split. Like, I'm happy them, for them to go to sep- their separate ways, but I'm kind of okay with them just going their separate ways without having to... Because, like... I like Randy Orton right now. I don't want to have to sit through him being like each and every one of you and all that yeah. bollocks yet again and RKO's out of nowhere and blah, blah, blah. So I think you're going to get, hopefully, a really enjoyable match in the main event, like you say. Maybe even like a super RKO like Riddle's been hitting from the top rope. But bloodline shenanigans, I'm not sure if it's going to be Roman or Heyman or just the Usos being sneaky little bastards. I think they not necessarily steal one, but I think they... Cheat somewhat after a great match, hopefully, like you say, emerge as tag team champions, and then because of the shenanigans being in some way controversial, you put it in a cell, at Hell in a Cell, and you run it back, and yeah, I I would have fired up, like, I'd like to hear a fired up riddle, rather than just being like, Randy, Randy, being like, no, you've pissed me off, like, we agreed, you know, to this fight, we've... You know, you, re- you, you, your, your bloody cousin called it off for WrestleMania backlash, and then when you finally actually step to us, you have to cheat to win. No, we're gonna, I'm gonna kill you in that cell. This doesn't really count as a character trait or a storyline thread because all too often it's just an excuse to not do a finish because they like to run the same content back and back and back and back and back again. But if you follow the Usos since they aligned with Roman and the Bloodline and all the rest of it, they like that particular finish where. Jay will sort of, from the outside of the ring, help Jimmy do the pin so they could run that back and then there'll be nowhere to hide, I guess, in the cell and they could build the match that way. Look, this is prototypical old-school Vince Senior book and the likes of which is just ingrained in the DNA of this company. Um, Some people enjoy it because it means you get two matches. I don't because I like the finality, but regardless, this should be very good. Mm. Uh, Speaking of titles, uh, you got Ronda Rousey. She uh, the open challenge last week. I thought it went sensationally with uh, Raquel Rodriguez. Um, A a prime example for once from WWE of a loser getting over in defeat. Um, I'm more asking this out of hope than expectation. I've written what's next or who's next for, for Ronda Rousey here. Again, the reason why, you know, Raquel was such a surprise last week is me and Hamlet sat here last week and went, right, what heels have we got that she can work with? Unless you bring back Bailey, which you can't really bring her back as a heel right now, going towards Hell in a Cell, 
you could do, you're not going to do any more Sonia bollocks. And at the time, uh, and more on the tag champs in a minute, the other heels on SmackDown were involved in a tag team title match. They're freed up from that now. Natalia can go and do some stuff in, in NXT if she wants, or just be a, you know, uh, a, a challenger in waiting. Could we? So you're telling me there's a chance. Could we get Ronda versus Shayna? The monkey's paw stuff, this, isn't it? Because realistically, right, this company was a different company. You know what? They actually care a lot about Ronda Rousey and her portrayal, and I think she will have a bit of a say. I honestly think that if they decided to do the thing that we usually hate, like if you remember, before this week, they just did... Did they do Asuka versus Bianca Belair? Yeah, main event rule. Yeah. But it was only like two minutes and then he just got chucked out. Yeah. Becky got involved. They've been doing this sort of thing for ages where it's like, oh, they don't realize what people might one day think of as a dream match. If you promote it and prolong it and tease it and whatever, they will just do it on telly at a moment's notice, um, build it, announce it on the show and build it minimally throughout. I honestly think if they try to do this with Ronda and Shayna, like that Ronda herself would just say no, would just like, no, if we're going to do this match, shouldn't we make a storyline out of it? Because there's quite a bit to like yeah. mine from it and build from it. Look, they're mates. They've got similar fighting styles. They've got a similar legit background. There's lots of storyline potential here. Um, if they are going to do that match and realistically, there's no better time now than I would like, Book it for Hell in a Cell. I don't think it's quite worthy of going to WrestleMania. I think that would be a little bit naive. Mm -hmm. But yeah. in terms of it's... They could get into a stadium, realistically. Absolutely. And it's in terms of a match for a title that isn't in a cell, that you go, well, we don't need the cell yet, or you don't need any any steps chucked on top of that. Ronda and Shayna, yeah. Sort of shoot fighting, effectively. Just a completely different flavor to that which you normally get on WWE te television. Like, Ronda's the key to this happening on a big stage with an actual build because she's not some in-the-bubble mug who will call Sasha Banks, what, a mark, was it, or something mm. like this, for disagreeing with creative that's actively harming her career because she's an actual superstar who could do anything else but this if she wanted. Um, doesn't have to do this. Um, so I honestly think if they are flirting with that direction... We wouldn't get it on television mm. just at a moment's notice. Smash good too. It happening tonight <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. on that exact basis. Yeah, it's one of those. I'm incredibly biased. I realise here. I've uh, you know carried the torch for Shayna Baszler for quite some time, and I think it, it, they've always overlooked her far too much. I always go back to the elimination chamber, and I was like, "You've got it! Oh my god, you've realised what you've got." She's run through everyone, including Asuka. Yes, she was injured. Ran through everyone. Yeah. All you have to do now is put the cherry on the icing on the cake that you've Yeah, no, no. And you, what you did was you just punched the cake. Yeah. And went, there's your cake. There's your cake. And then, and, and Becky was even like, no, I think you could put the, just put the cherry on the cake. Just put the cherry on the cake. No, we'll, no, we'll chuck that cake away. Yeah. And just do just some. Put, just put the cherry on the cake. It was Sorry, so, iced. so obvious, but they didn't do that. And obviously that still, <laughs> still hurts me to this day. So yeah, have Ronda again come out tonight. You've established that she's a fighting champion, and that's I think has really helped her as well, along with the the manner of her victory against Charlotte Flair at WrestleMania Backlash. Come out again this week. Hey, it worked so well last week. Another open challenge. 
Maybe it's not this week. Maybe this week is the week that Zia Lee answers it or Zia Lee and Aaliyah answer it at the same time and Ronda beats them both because they eh, don't really care about them right now. But Zia Lee's had the weirdest arc. Oh, my days. We haven't got time for that. But, yeah, it's it's been all over the bloody shop. But maybe you do that or maybe you just have Shayna come out and go, I mean, I'm not going to fight you right now. You know, you and I are trained MMA fighters. You wouldn't just take a fight on the night. You'd train, you'd yeah. watch footage. and You'd do like a sports-driven yeah. Samoa Joe Kurt Angle from TNA. Rock versus Brock. Yeah. Athletes. Sports. It's right there. Fighting. And then you build to, yeah, you build to Believability. Hell in a Cell. And that's, you know, the WWE does, WWE's going to WWE. You've got Hell in a Cell, then you've got Money in the Bank, then you've got SummerSlam. Summer Slam, if that, that's three three matches. What have they just done with Seth and, and, and uh, Cody or the, in the midst of doing... And no one's complaining about that, and I don't think I'd complain that much uh, about about this being run back a few times, especially because got nothing left. Yeah, got nothing left. Got no one else there for the time being, so they may as well do it. Oh, I'd love it to be Shayna Baszler. I'd love it. I've got all Kevin Keegan there. <laughs> Just don't do this to yourself, mate. Yeah. Just basically feel nothing. <laughs> that's, that's my that's my trick. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful, too, for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help? a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. Right, we've uh, we've danced around it enough. Let's talk uh, the latest on this whole Sasha and Naomi situation. We talked a little bit about it on Raw, but uh, to be uh, on the Raw review. But to be fair, it was still a developing situation. I suppose it still is. We still need to hear from Sasha and Naomi, so we aren't going to be, you know, speculating too much. But reports have come out either yesterday or today that Naomi's contract situation. You know, she might be in the midst of renewing it, so it may be set to expire soon. Maybe that has fueled, you know, the the confidence, I'm going to say, rather than any other words that 
idiots have been joking yes. around on the internet. The confidence of, of Naomi and Sasha to, uh, to 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 back themselves. That's what I'm going to say. Not that horrible stone gold line that some oh, people yeah, have been yeah, using. Yeah, idiotic. Um, idiotic. But yeah, this time last week they were defending the tag titles. What a difference a week makes. Yeah, absolutely. Look, I will maintain the position I've had throughout. WWE's creative is so actively horrible that, and I will underline this, right? Underline, italicize, bold. Independent contractors, they are the the booking to which they are subjected, right? I don't care who in WWE goes, well, I have to do rubbish booking as well. Or, you know, my ability to make money through very little fault of my own is being harmed because the booking is so terrible. Why do I have to be the only one to have bad booking? Naka, you are looking at this <laughs> from the wrong perspective. Yes. You should be thinking, why can't the booking just be good full stop? Exactly. That will allow us all to make money. Or, you know what, if they are, you know, low-balling me on a contract or potentially if I've got leverage because I've got a title and because I'm a name star and I got a massive reaction at the 2020 Royal Rumble and my afterthought of an undercard prelim will women's tag team run has actually done really good quarter hours, which it has. Mm -hmm. Why can't they turn around and say, pay me, push me, I'm a star, you need stars. You said this before, Sasha could go off and do anything. Sasha yeah. is Sasha is a star, you know, Mandalorian, obviously. She is, you know, I saw it. She's the most devoted fan base of any professional wrestler. And just honestly, I was, I was critical of a particular wrestler who appeared on AEW Dynamite this week is someone who I don't hate them but I don't know that they're a bad person in real life I'm just not interested in seeing them I think their potential signing would be unnecessary and even this person has genuine dev like devoted ardent fans who were like put some respect on his name and all the rest of it <laughs> really him Sasha Banks has got the most devoted fan base in an industry that for the past three years to a toxic and just depressing bleak extent has been defined by stands and tribalism. Mm. The one person in the entire industry who has the most loud ardent support, maybe you should push her at the top and maybe she's absolutely well within her rights to say, I could be making more money here, I could be making more money elsewhere, don't treat me like an absolute mug and tell me, all but certainly to my face, oh, you got no real plans for what you're going to do after this. So, you know, you're not really in our plans. You're going to lose. And then I'll think of something like that. Like, why would um, any wrestler from the past stand for this? Yeah. Why would any wrestler from the past stand for this? And the answer to that question is they didn't because they had leverage. There was competition for their services as independent contractors. Sasha Banks is absolutely in the right, and the business has been in the state it was in for well over a decade before AEW arrived because of this exact power imbalance. This is just like, this is the why we need places like AEW, in my opinion. I know that it, before, before AEW existed, you had other places you could go. Japan, MLW, Impact, whatever you want to say. I'm, I, you know, I don't want to... There was no money there compared to it. Yeah, I don't want to besmirch them, but at the end of the day, Sasha and Naomi would walk into AEW, get paid what they deserve to be getting paid, and both of them arguably could be world title contenders within... Like, you could put... If they came in now, and it was not going to happen, there's an argument to be made that 
they face Thunder Rosa, the next show that you have where you'd have the women's title defended. Because, I'll put Sasha over immediately. Yeah, exactly. It's just, I can't get over the fact that some people are, th- uh, are standing for WWE in this. And, and oh, there's people. Like, granted, we need to, I, I don't want to, you know, go too far, to go too deep into this because I want to know more information before we start, you know, pointing fingers and throwing stuff around. But when I, the moment I read this, I didn't think, I'm professional. I thought, I had a thought. It's good I thought, on you. How much I, has Sasha already put up with? How much bother? The fact she's done this once before. Yeah. You know, and and they still don't realize a what they've got on their hands, or b how they should be treating these sorts of people is jaw dropping. It me. is jaw dropping, but you know you're going to get brainwashed. Adrian stands. It's just the way it is. And um, the thing is with like Sasha, just on that point, it's good that AEW exists because I'm sure they would extend an offer. I'm absolutely certain of it. And whether it would match WWE's or whether she would take a pick, all of this is immaterial. They would offer a deal, and WWE would know that they would offer her a deal. I wouldn't even go necessarily if I was Sasha Banks. Yeah. The state of that women's division, even if I'm Sasha, I still would be a little bit reluctant because I'd say, right, okay, well, where's the evidence that you would advance my career more meaningfully than this place here? So I wouldn't necessarily think. Definitely go, definitely go, definitely go. But the fact that it exists and it could theoretically put her at the top should realistically make WWE scared and push her to the level that she deserves. Mm-hmm. She doesn't even want that much. She just wants a world tag. Te- she just wants a women's tag team title program and assurances that they are going to feature this tag team um, title in storylines as a focal point in the mid card. Easy. That's surely easy. It's yeah. not like she's saying. Put me over in the main event of WrestleMania or I'm walking. It's like, it's not even, she's not even asking for much. She's not even asking for something that her star power warrants. No. You know what I mean? Book these four women correctly. Ronda Rousey, Bianca Belair, Sasha Banks, and Naomi. And they're like, what if we feed half of that to the other half? I know. What on earth are they thinking? But still, and having them pin each other in that bloody six-woman match they were going to have. We'll, we'll keep you up to date, and, and uh, yeah, maybe it'll be referenced tonight on SmackDown. Maybe not. Hopefully not, because if... And I'm not pointing fingers at him, because we all know he's just a mouthpiece. But if anything, if Corey Graves' comments or anything to go by, I don't need any more of that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, let's cheer ourselves up. And, t- and we've got a game to come to, to wrap this thing up. Before that, though, I've got to talk about Butch, because... Uh, my word have I changed my opinion on on, on Butch. And, and, and yourself and Hamlet have said the same thing about the transformation of Pluton into Butch who was this, you know, weird, you know, stroppy child character for Foynoid. We got a win last week, beat Kofi. Yep. And, like, you, I can see, as with people like Mad Cat Moss, go, me going, you like him, don't you, Vince? Yeah. Like, he's, he's seen something he likes about him, and it's, you know, I, I'm not sure if it's for everyone, but it, he's got real potential there, hasn't he? That I mean, is- he, he's always had in-ring potential, you know what I mean? Yeah, he's an in-ring genius, pretty much when he was, like, in his late teens. So that's never been in doubt. If I've talked about my perspective on Butch and more specifically my take on the NXT Black and Gold Pete Dunne, what a terrible television character he was. Think about it. It's television. I need a little bit of theatre, theatric, spectacle, emotional investment, histrionic though it might be, to get my investment in that. I don't care. Rubbish. It's not even a slacker character. Yeah, yeah. Slackers are like, oh, lovable. He's just like, I don't care. Just don't care about me. Don't care, drab, intense. Just nothing of television at all. What people need to realize when they potentially bemoan what Pete Dunne is now, and I know people can laugh at it, 
is that Pete Dunne was never in a million years as that character. One, this is two as well, two things. One, he was never going to get pushed by Vince McMahon as that character because he didn't have one. Um, guy who's really great at technical wrestling, who doesn't really <laughs> care about what he does next or what he fights for. Terrible. This character was not going to get over in WWE, even if Vince pushed him hard as a believable winner in this persona. People, and I spent years doing this, and it's the wrong way to approach it. People tended to project WWE should be onto WWE. Not only is it totally pointless because Vince McMahon doesn't care about kick pads or technical wrestling or whatever. Yeah. Right? Look at how Chad Gable's just got over. But like the WWE fan base at large will not respond to a character like that. No. They're just not trained to do it. They've got no interest in that kind of character. The really intricate like sort of progressive limb work of technical, they don't care. It's the, the best it was going to get was I think it was in Britain that they did it at one of the the, the rules in Britain when they just brought him out to break Enzo Amore's fingers, basically. Yes, that was that was the that was your height. Yeah. That was the, the high point. That was all it was ever going to be. Yeah, absolutely. And to stop projecting onto WWE what WWE isn't because it'll never be anything like this at all. Yes, he had a several really loud matches at takeovers, but that was the really odd and hardcore crowd. And, you know, you could make the um, argument that WWE should actually service them because they haven't grown their business, which is the big stupid discourse going around. But regardless, the WWE main roster fan base is still much larger than the NXT TakeOver fan base. Um, Would you want to shrink to get maximum investment and louder volume? Or would you rather just keep the status quo and, you know, people don't really care. And it's not very loud in the buildings, but it's still a bigger number. That's mm-hmm. what Vince is going to do. He's going to yeah. chase the bigger number. And uh, WWE fans, like, the, the, you might think, well, why is Pete Dunne signed in the first place? It's because they were trying to be the one-stop shop because they thought, oh, Christ, uh, this Bullet Club's getting big. What's this being the only thing on YouTube? Right, okay, bang, 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 get every quote-unquote great wrestler that these goddamn nerd marks like <laughs> and just sign them because yeah. we can't have ROH or New Japan or what would eventually become AEW developing. That's nip that in the bud right now. <laughs> so they signed a load of people, and I know Triple H thought a lot of Pete Dunne, but mm. he's no, he's got no power. So that's the only reason why they signed him in the first place, and it was always naive in the extreme to expect them to book him. Long live Butch is what I'm saying. And honestly, he could be great little Intercontinental Champion. Yeah, I completely agree. And I think I think it's going to happen relatively swiftly, in my opinion. Yeah, I don't think it's going to restore it to the to the glory days of 1988. Someone think of the legacy. Thing is, if you think about it, there's a drawing concern. Um, a lot of people associate like the Mr. Perfect, Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, Razor. It's a drawing concern. It even goes further back the the glory days of the IC title. Yeah. Um, to like 88. You know what I mean? Like it's just not going to happen. But he could still be a good, by modern standards, Intercontinental Champion. Uh, finally, we've got a game for you. Yeah. Because they don't advertise bloody anything for SmackDown, basically. But it does to feature two of the, the best things about SmackDown. Roman Reigns, of course, and Sami Zayn, who, uh, you know, you and, and, and Andy and, and Hamfler often heap praise on. Uh, if, if, I'm not sure the exact phrase that we all use is a variation of him basically cracking WWE's Game Gaming the system. Exactly. Um, he's doing, he has been doing wonderful stuff for a while now. He keeps doing it 
came out last week in a bloody bloodline t-shirt and pretended he yes. was effectively the, the spokesperson uh, for them with, with RK Bro out there. And then sort of accidentally booked the Usos, not officially, but booked the Usos in this unification match for tonight and then went cap in hand, apologizing to Paul Heyman, who I think he said something along the lines of, Rowan appreciates you. But he obviously doesn't because if the Usos don't, aren't successful... Who's the finger going to be pointed at by the tribal chief? Probably Sami Zayn, who's going to get his ass handed to him. He might even interfere in Ooh, the match tonight. Yeah. And interference is the thing that leads to a cage match. And most of which have interferences <laughs> themselves, but that's still the that's the story beat that they could go to here. That's the best thing about a cage or a cell match, you know, the lack of doors. Yeah, yeah. Apart from the one. Absolutely. But... If, in fact, Sami Zayn isn't occupied by interfering in the unification match, he could, in fact, have a match, couldn't he? Indeed, there could be a punishment set up or a test. It's not a punishment, it's just a test. We've decided, because we need something fun to play with on a Friday morning, uh, that Roman Reigns could challenge him too. So, in a change from regular uh, viewers, for change from regular planning, rather than it being a WWE alumni that Roman Reigns you know, pits. Go down to the ring, Sammy. I've got picks a special opponent for you. I have the WCW alumni page, and good luck with this one. Open in front of me. So, Michael Cedric, to conclude today's SmackDown preview, if Roman Reigns is set to punish Sami Zayn with a former WCW legend, who will it be? I am scrolling through the alumni page now. Whenever you're ready, tell me to stop and then give me a number between one and four. Stop. Okay. Four. (laughs) It's not bad in terms of the one we the thing we were worried about. But it is Rey Mysterio. (laughs) (laughs) Should we go again? Let's roll again. (laughs) Wilborn. Rey Mysterio's on Raw. Oh, no. So it can't possibly happen. Not the one night of the year, either. So it can't possibly happen. So we'll we'll actually have to play again. Okay, um, I'm scrolling again. Tell me when to stop picking a number between one and four. Diddly, diddly. Uh, Stop. Okay. Two. (laughs) Right, a little peek behind the scenes here. We were looking uh, at the WCW alumni roster and going, there's quite a few names here that you you picked the wrong number here. Uh, We're in real trouble. (laughs) We're in real trouble, and we don't want to, you know, we don't want to mock anyone or anything like that. And yet, you have pulled it out of the bag, Michael Sidgwick, because tonight, Sami Zayn will be in action as punishment. I don't know who's getting punished here. As punishment for Sami Zayn's actions. It will be Sami Zayn, Friday Night Smackdown. Join us after the break. They might have a court countdown like Cody on Raw. Against Disco Inferno! Yes! <laughs> Oh, I'd love that. I would love to watch him just be rubbish. <laughs> like, just be terrible. Um, oh, Disco Inferno, man. Like, there are... What, you know what? I'd love... It's not the kind of content that we would write at What Culture, and with. And I wouldn't want to write it because you don't want to platform these grifters, don't right? Don't feed them. Don't feed the trolls. You don't want to feed the trolls. You want to platform the grifters. You don't want to... Let bad faith take circulate and all the rest of it. But you know what would be good? What? Like, ranking every wrestling grifter from least to most shameless. <laughs> that's really good. I'd really like to do that list. Now that's popped into my head, right? Like, you've got your discos, you've got your cornets, uh, you've got your bischoffs. 
Oh, who would be number one there? Who's the most shameless? At the minute, honestly. The thing with Disco, right, is that he's not likely to get a Hail Mary. Like, Bischoff, of all people, got from the Fed in 2019. Like, he's never going... Like, I can foresee a scenario where, like, some startup happens. Like, the authors of pain have just done a startup in the UK. I can foresee a situation where it's like, right, okay, well, we're kind of in the hole already because we've, the show we've organized is a disaster. You put Alistair Overeem versus Adam Sheehan. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, oh, my God, we need something big. Should we just, you know, build carefully? And so, you know, we need to go big. We need to go big. Um, let's have Eric Bischoff as, like, an authority figure, and he could get a job, right? Yeah. So there's always potential with wrestling being wrestling. I think it was Trevor Dame who tweeted, the best thing about wrestling is that you can succeed once, be an absolute joke for 20 years, but <laughs> yeah. because it's wrestling, you'll probably still get a shot. Like, imagine, like, a terrible leading man in Hollywood in 1993, right? Then in 2022, you would get, like, a job. He's the new Superman. Yeah, it just doesn't happen, but because wrestling has stood still for so goddamn long that these people are still in the conversation somehow. Honestly, the 2000s have got so much to answer for. At least with Disco, he's never going to get, like, I know, um, a fading... Sorry, I've just Googled worst actors 1993 to pitch. Imagine if this person got cast as the new James Bond, and you know, it comes up if you Google worst actors 1993. Sylvester Stallone, Chris in Stop on my normal shoot, which is a good film, actually, I'll give him that. Well, shaking it off. I don't know how to do that. I was trying to do Stallone does Bond does Connery. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I think at present I'll put Bischoff on top of the list because Disco's never going to get a job. This is the only thing Disco can yeah. possibly do to like remain relevant and all the rest of it. But Bischoff is out there like literally demeaning himself, saying things that are just so objectively untrue that can be backed up with data points, like numbers, like facts. <laughs> and like, he actually quote-tweeted Brandon Thurston's incredibly convoluted and complicated and well-researched chart. Brilliant guy, yeah. Confirming that AEW's business in a state of growth. And Bischoff's like, rock roll. It's like, it is! <laughs> I, can see, I can literally see it before my very eyes. He's the worst because he will just say things that are completely untrue. And will not stick to a story. Like Disco will at least stick to a story. Everyone's unsafe. Everyone's unsafe. Everyone's unsafe. Everyone's unsafe. The booking's bad. Like you'll pick a stupid take and stick to it. Where to quote a famous um, line from The Wire, like Eric Bischoff's narratives change like the wind. Yeah. And you know what's the only thing worse than all that? If you snitch tag Eric Bischoff after this or Disco Inferno, don't do that on social media. But do let us know your thoughts on uh, SmackDown tonight on Twitter at WhatCultureW. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style. W-E. Uh, watch there. You can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Sidgwick on Twitter at... M. Sidgwick. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at What Culture WWE. As I said, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling, wherever you get your podcasts from, uh, for daily wrestling podcasts. We'll be back a little bit later on today to look ahead to AEW Rampage, and we'll be back on Monday to review both of those shows. But for now, this has been the SmackDown Preview. My thanks to Michael Sidgwick. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon. <laughs> 